Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Welcome to the Transformation for Success show. And boy, I am excited today, and I hope you will be when we are done with this show. I want to thank you for tuning in today's show with my guest, Miss Terry Wilderman. Are you ready to take your life to the next level? Well, I want to know, do you want to awaken the possibilities in your life? Well, you are tuned into the right show today. So I want all of you business entrepreneurs, those who are entrepreneur expecting, or <laughs> you, you want to be an entrepreneur, or you're just a listener who might be a leader, an executive, or you're working on a team, or you're just someone who's listening to Dr. Barbara Young's show today. Well, I have in the studio my guest, Terry Wilderman, who shares business wisdom along with her break-out-of-the-shell advice so this woman has the ability to connect with her audiences, and she gives wisdoms and advice to new business leaders with results. And I want to tell you, there are results that have resulted with evolved leaders who walk away with strategies and principles to create positive communication, trust, and respect that lead to innovation and awaken possibilities. So I want you to text or email your friends today to listen in, or they can download the show later for their listening pleasure. So I'm delighted to have a person in the studio today who's inspired so many others to achieve their dreams. So I know you're going to be inspired by her transformation journey and how she arrived where she is today. So stay tuned. You're going to learn more about this incredible woman. So let me welcome and present my guest, Terry Wilderman. Hi, Terry. Hello, Dr. Young. How are you today? I'm fantastic. And I want to welcome you to the Transformation for Success talk show family, because we've got quite a number of folks who've been on the show, and we just want to thank you for taking time to share with us today, because I know it's going to be great. So tell me, Terry, what, uh, what do you do, and how did this all begin for you? Well, I own a company called Intuitive Leadership, and it all began, I believe, when, it was pro- when I was probably a kid, because I've always been in leadership roles, and I've always oh. been highly intuitive, and I've always been talking about business. So it's part of my DNA. It's part of who I am. My grandfather was in business. My great uncles were all in business. So it was something that I grew up with, and to me, it's about guiding leaders to be the best that they can possibly be in the moment so that they can serve themselves as well as their teams. Well, so where did you grow up? What what area of the country? I grew up in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Wow. My, well... Tell us a little bit about that small town, because I know it's a small town in Pennsylvania, right? And well, it's country. not really that small, because when we oh, moved really? there, I, I was three years old. My parents uh, are Cuban, uh, were, are Cuban mm-hmm. and they settled there because my dad was working for a company that, um, he became the district manager of a um, company that provided railroad parts, mm-hmm. and... We landed in this small country town that today hosts, I believe, the largest mall in the country. The well, King I knew it was small when we moved there. I didn't mean to imply it's small today because I just met someone uh, from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people, uh, since we're in a global audience, are not quite sure about some of the states. Right. You know, we hear a lot about California, New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. Detroit, Michigan, I should say. And sometimes not enough about Pennsylvania. So that's why I wanted to kind of establish that your roots actually came out of that small town. Yes, but it's it. not and a Pennsylvania is a very large state. It, it is not a small state. It, it takes mm-hmm. about eight hours to get from one side to the other compared to where I live now in Rhode Island. That takes an hour to get from one end to the other. Oh, I'm a, oh I love Rhode Island, though. I love Rhode Island. So so tell me, what did you do when you were a little girl? You were seven years old, and you were you thinking about, well, how did you, you know, feel that you were a leader at seven or in your teens? Well, I would do little things like 
sell rides in my little red wagon for a penny (laughs) to go (laughs) down the hill. And I would, we had two parakeets, Pinky and Lollipop, and I was always talking about breeding them and selling them. You know, things like this were always coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Well, that's certainly early signs of entrepreneurship. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But I was also very intuitive. I, I, I remember as a youngster uh, talking with people and walking away thinking, where did those words come from? They sound so old. And that was really uh, very interesting. And from the age of eight, I said that I would have two children and adopt one. And indeed, I have two children, and I adopted my third child. But aren't, but aren't you a believer, which when you talk about intuitive leadership, we're going to get into that, and that's the name of your company, mm-hmm. um, about speaking uh, words into the universe, and you create your world by the words you speak. Without question. However, the reason why that's so special about the, at the age of eight deciding to have two and adopt one was mm-hmm. that I was told I could never have children. Oh, wow. By wow. four mm-hmm. doctors. Oh, wow. And I believed (laughs) and listened to my intuition. Mm -hmm. And that's just a small example of how my intuition guides me on a daily basis. Okay, when you talk about intuition, for the listeners out there, how do you describe intuition or define it? Intuition is that feeling, that emotion, those images or those disembodied words that we hear sometimes that we don't know Mm -hmm. where we come from. It's Mm -hmm. a guiding force within us that we're actually Mm -hmm. born with, Mm -hmm. that that unfortunately it gets knocked out of us Mm -hmm. when we start school or we have very practical and logical parents who uh, think we're making things up instead of actually listening to us. It's, it's those intuitive hits that we just know in our gut and we just feel or mm-hmm. the pictures in our mind's eye. And this happens, people who are visual uh, by nature get pictures. People who are audio tend to hear words. People who are clairsentient and claircognizant, they either can touch things mm-hmm. or they just know things. So it actually complements our learning styles. Well, can you say from a perspective that uh, were you, well, let me put it this way, were you encouraged with this because obviously this showed up uh, in your life very early, were you encouraged to tap in more into this, your, your intuition, those guiding forces or that, those inner feelings? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. No way. I, I want you to hear that because, you know. No, no way. Um <laughs> My, uh, mm-hmm. I was raised a devout Catholic. My, my parents mm-hmm. were devout Catholics. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I would talk about angels or, um, you know, I became a Reiki master in 1998. My mother thought it was, I was out of my mind. Oh, she probably thought it was of, the, of, of a negative force. Yeah. And without question. She did. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I was given permission by my surgeon. Uh, And I think that's what I was looking for was actually permission. I had been very, very ill. I'd had several surgeries. And Mm -hmm. he basically said there was nothing in the Western world that could heal me. And I mentioned to him that a colleague of mine did Reiki on me on my way to my last ER visit. And the pain was diffused um, within minutes. And he just looked at me and said, Terry, go study it. Just go learn this stuff because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's nothing I know that can help you. And that's when I went ahead and became a Reiki master and the rest is history. Well, did you have um, some the the challenges? Because I know when you're coming into a society and a world that's and many people out there know what I'm talking about because everything is structured. And Mm -hmm. when you sort of uh, because actually I've done workshops in my uh, in my, you know, lifetime where you find there are people who color inside the lines and they get angry with people who color outside the lines. I don't know if you've ever watched kids at play. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and what I'm saying is there are people who they want to stay within the lines. And so for you, seems like you colored outside those lines. And 
growing up in a small town in Pennsylvania, what kind of challenges did you run into with these kind of, you know, early on with, with this girl who wanted to, I'm using this metaphorically, color outside the lines? Well, a lot, you know, as an adult, I know now that it's behavior styles, you know, mm-hmm. and I was both. I like to, there were times I loved to color within the lines and there were times mm-hmm. I liked to color outside the lines. Okay. However, because I was a Cuban child, uh, my mm-hmm. first language was Spanish, and mm-hmm. the schools that I went to, um, you know, it, it was new. It was something new. They weren't used to having immigrants in that part of the world. Right. Uh, I was always different just because of that. Um, mm-hmm. I remember walking into second grade, and I had uh, my little ears were pierced, and I had a you know, big frilly dress on, and I walked into this Catholic, class, you know, Catholic school classroom where everybody was in uniforms. You want to talk about sticking out like a sore thumb? Oh my Jesus! It was. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and the stairs and the oh my gosh, uh, it, it was pretty interesting. And, and when I look mm-hmm. back and I see the challenges that I had, not realizing, by the way, that mm-hmm. it was judgmental, um, and a lack of diversity, understanding diversity. Mm-hmm. It, um, now I can look back and understand some of the events that happened. Mm-hmm. At that time, I just knew it didn't feel good. Of course, when we're going through it, it doesn't feel good. No. So how, how did you overcome some of these early challenges to become who you are today? Well, I believe that when I mentioned to you about uh, becoming a Reiki master, mm-hmm. when we ended up moving to Newport, Rhode Island, which was 22 years ago, that mm-hmm. is when my inward journey began. And I'm a businesswoman who basically became a holistic practitioner and mm-hmm. for my, to heal myself. Mm-hmm. And then now use all of those tools and integrate it into my work to assist CEOs, C-suite leaders, leaders of any kind, you know, entrepreneurs, to mm-hmm. step back from the brink of burnout and really harness who they are, believe in themselves, and work with their intuition, as well as their uh, practical and tactical skill sets within the workplace. So I'd like to say that my journey really began of healing at the age of tw- uh, about 22 years ago. Not the age of 22, but about 22 okay. years ago. So you moved to Rhode Island, which is interesting, from Pennsylvania to Rhode Island. Um, what propelled you to go to Rhode Island? Well, actually, there were a few moves in between. I married the okay. military. <laughs> you married what? I married the military. My husband was in the Navy. Okay, okay, okay. So... Um, I actually, I lived in Florida, we lived in uh, overseas, Mm -hmm. moved back, he took command of a ship, uh, and it was after his command tour that we moved here to Rhode Island. Okay. What propelled you to go into uh, business on your own? I've been in business on my own since I was 18 years old. Uh, Okay. it, It just always fed my soul to be in control of my own schedule and serve from the heart, the way I knew I wanted to serve my clients. Mm-hmm. What business did you did you open at 18? At 18 was my first multi-level marketing company business. I was in college, mm-hmm. and it was a company called Coppercraft. And I would <laughs> go into people's homes and sell these beautiful copper-based uh, accessories for the home. And that was really my first step into public speaking, and I was really, really good at it at a young age, not even realizing what was happening. And Mm -hmm. then it got to be too much with my studies, and and I let it all go. Mm -hmm. And um, then my my degree is actually in law enforcement, and I was in the law enforcement field for about eight years and got out of law enforcement and uh, became a... um, when I was trying to find myself, uh, got involved with a company that sold skincare and makeup and found that I was really, really good at assisting professional women to really dress well. And I became an image consultant in 1987. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So this is interesting, Terry. Um, that your your background. I'm glad that you're sharing this, and thank you for being so transparent in the sense. Because when we think of law enforcement, law enforcement is very regimented. It's very structured. Uh, uh, it is very very disciplined. So how did that? Uh, counteract or how did that work with this intuitive side of Terry and but you've got to be in a law enforcement in a very structured environment for eight years well and that's a really great question I always knew that I wanted to be in law enforcement it was just something that was special to me and that I wanted to serve and guide others and okay Terry can I, I was stop in my head right can you can I stop you right there? Because we're going to sure. take a quick break. But I definitely want to hear your answer. I know the listeners do, too. So bookmark that and stay tuned, listeners, because we're going to be right back with my guest, Terry Wilderman. Thank you for listening. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to... The Transformation for Success show with my guest today, Terry Wilderman. Terry, when we went on break, I was absolutely, I mean, I hated to go on break because I wanted to hear your answers to the law enforcement of eight years and how compatible, you know, how you found the compatibility with a person who has this intuitive side that's mm-hmm. really propelling you. <laughs> to do okay. some well, you know, and there's a little more to it that, that I didn't get a chance to mention to you is that I was in law enforcement, which is a very left-brained world, as you know, and I was told I would never make it as a, as a police officer. I was told that I would never make it to the FBI Academy. I was told it would never happen because in those days, women weren't in those industries well. You know, um, they, they were not... They, I remember sitting at university and uh, or interviewing for university to go to a two-year program at a major university. They were just starting law enforcement, and the guy looked at my dad and said, he was a former FBI agent, and he said to my father, well, she's just going to end up being a clerk. <laughs> it's like, oh, gosh. So this was the stuff that was coming up and that I chose to fight. I just said, and I don't like to use the word fight, but I chose to make a difference. That's really what it is. I chose to make a difference, and I followed my heart. And the intuitive side came to following what I needed to do for myself. And then when I got out of law enforcement, I had an opportunity to own a manufacturing company where we built electrical control panels and baggage racks for the railroad industry. And that was three years of education that far exceeds anything that I have ever done because it was intense. I was working 16 hours a day, seven days a week, and I did that for months on end to a point where the doctor said to me, Terry, you're not going to reach the age of 30 if you keep going the way you are. And my intuition 
was dormant during those days because I was living completely from my head, completely from my head. Until one day, I'm driving up the Pennsylvania Turnpike to go see my client from from our major Mm -hmm. contract that we had, and I heard the words, step away now, it's done. And I drove off into the, um, uh, the rest stop, and I called up my partner, and I said, I'm done, I'm selling out. You can buy, buy me out. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to do that. And what, and what did you do? Did you just step away from everything, your partner, and you stepped yep. away from this manufacturing company? Yes. And, and they bought then, me out. And uh, because I knew that my body was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Literally falling apart. And... I married my husband at the age of 31, and three weeks later, I got pregnant. Wow. And shortly after she was born, I said, you know, I need to do something fun. And my daughter and I went to Image Consulting School, and that was in the days of Color Me Beautiful when that was all coming about. And I found a woman that I really wanted to study with. And I did, and I became a certified image consultant. And my daughter, at the age of three months, was the youngest graduate. And together, <laughs> we did had so much fun. And that was the beginning of my business today. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. You've had quite a journey, and I've sort of, you know, sort of like been following along with from a Reiki master actually a child at eight, you know, starting mm-hmm. a little bit of business and then becoming a Reiki master because mm-hmm. of ill health and challenges that you had. Mm-hmm. And then actually going to college and then going into law enforcement, spending eight years in law enforcement. One of the things that's intriguing to me is I know that there's a master plan for all mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. And there's a building, building, it's like building steps what do you feel that you gain from the law experience, the law enforcement experience that has helped you now to work with leaders, to work with entrepreneurs uh, now? To believe in myself. Okay. To believe that I was strong enough, that I was good enough. I was a phenomenal athlete then. And... Mm-hmm. I was able to compete at every level with my male counterparts who tested Mm -hmm. me horrifically. Mm -hmm. And when I left, many came up to me and told me when they needed a partner, I would be the person that they would ask for. So it was a vehicle towards opening the door to understanding how people think for me, because that's where I go to now. Mm-hmm. It was a vehicle of understanding judgment. It was a vehicle. To, it, it was a vehicle of understanding that when we really believe in something, we can do mm-hmm. whatever we set our minds to. Mm-hmm. So this was really sort of a building, sort of a building phase, a building phase to help you believe in yourself and absolutely be stretched to become that phenomenal athlete. Yes. To become physically mm-hmm. fit. Absolutely. Okay. And that's very good. Now, how did you get into, well, you're, you know, one of the things I know that you have a lot of certifications. Wow. You mm-hmm. know, certified executive coach, uh, you're a certified image consultant. Mm-hmm. Why all the certifications? Why did you feel you needed to have all of the certifications? And do you feel that people today to be successful need to have all the certifications? Well, here's what happened. Those certifications came because I ended up studying the things that I needed to study to heal myself. Okay. All right. That's the bottom line. And when I was a Reiki master, um, like I said, it was in 1998. We had just moved here, and it was uh, I, I was writing my first book and adopting my son here, and on and on. And in that during that time period, I knew that something bigger was coming. And mm-hmm. when I became the Reiki master in 1998, and it was the same, and my book got published immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2001, I opened my own leadership center. Okay. 
And it, okay. when I was op- and when I was doing Reiki on people, because it was it was called the Winds of Change Holistic Education and Leadership Center. So many of the executives and people who came to me were very stressed out and tired, and they did. And some of them did want Reiki sessions, so I would do a Reiki mm-hmm. session on them. And what I realized was I lacked the gift of being able to ask the right question. And it was then that coaching fell in my lap, and I studied and got certified with the Coaches Training Institute. Okay. And one okay. thing led to another. Then it was, the certif- you know, I got certified as an executive coach with the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches. Then I got certified with the HeartMath Institute five days after 9-11 and mm-hmm. in stress resiliency. So okay. it was everything that I needed magically just kept coming to me. Okay. And I just trusted it. And, and you know, I, I thank you for sharing that because... What I'm picking up is that, number one, the first block is where we start, and that's personal development. Yes. The second block was professional development. Mm-hmm. Because we need both to be personally fit, physically, psychologically, emotionally fit. And then this is what I'm picking up from your experiences. It's like the pattern Mm-hmm. And I'm appreciating and saying this because I think many people think we are successful and it was like a clear trajectory and the easy or the quick fix. Yeah. I've talked about the road to mediocrity or the road to greatness. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. You chose the path to greatness by personally developing yourself run and, physic- and knowing what you needed and doing it. And also, I want to ask you, how much of a sacrifice was this? Because it causes you to work. How much sacrifice did you have to give in order to do this, these things? What did you have to give up? Okay, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Backtrack, if you will, yes. The, what I realized was I ended mm-hmm. up losing myself. Okay. To please other people. Mm-hmm. And, but I had this intense need, urge, desire mm-hmm. to serve. Mm-hmm. And when my husband was in command of his ship, I put my business on a back burner and I gave a thousand percent of myself with a little four year old and a little one year old. Mm-hmm. And we had 350 families on board our ship. And it was, I wanted to ensure that when these guys were deployed, and it was all men at that time, when these people were deployed, when that ship deployed, that the families knew that there was somebody there who was an advocate for them. Mm -hmm. And I gave myself over to them. And what I learned from Mm -hmm. that experience was that the lack of boundaries sucked the life out of myself and affected my children. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not the first person to share that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really, but that, it's it really... took that to teach me about boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who sets those boundaries? And it's us. And it's All right. Us. right. And when I realized that, you know, that the burnout that I experienced after that tour, it took me six months to recover from that. What I realized was I could have been as effective if I had taken care of myself first and got my head out of the do-do-do, have-to-have-to-have-to, need-to-need-to-need-to type mentality. And that now is integrated in my work and what I do in my coaching because I bring it from personal experience. And that's the point that I hope the listeners are hearing because everything we do and in life, we bring the personal experience with it. Because if you've not experienced it, you certainly can't help somebody else if you've not been able to experience something, the Mm -hmm. tragedy, the triumphs, Mm -hmm. and the the disaster in some case. But knowing that you put yourself first. Terry, how do you integrate that in your work today with entrepreneurs and, and you speak a lot, I know, and you have a fun stage presence. So how do you, you uh, make this a fun thing? Because, you know, sometimes we can get pretty serious. <laughs> oh, and, yes, uh, indeed we do. We, we, you know, it's, 
And the thing is, <laughs> laughter opens the heart. Laughter is what brings us joy. And, we get, and when we can get over ourselves from being so serious, again, that's when the magic happens, because we can get way, way, way too serious. Right. And so, <laughs> so how do I integrate it? Well, I work with my folks and help them integrate the practical, the tactical, and the logical with the emotional, the energetic, the intuitive, the spiritual, and the physical. And every person is a little bit different. So I take each person where they are. Mm-hmm. And because some people are, need to draw within the box. Other people need to be with outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So the message is delivered in a way where it lands with them however it needs to land with them so that they can then take from it to help heal or to help improve their workplace mm-hmm. or personal performance. And when I'm on stage speaking about intuitive leadership, mm-hmm. it's a blast because a lot of leaders don't recognize mm-hmm. the power of incorporating intuition, emotion with the practical and the logical sides of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, right. We often hear, oh, leave your emotions at the door. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst thing you can possibly do because there's not one thing that we do that doesn't have an emotional stimulant to it. Did you My response is, do you hear that more from men than you do women? Do you hear that? Leave the emotions at the door from uh, male executives as opposed to female executives? Oh, I've heard women say it also. Okay. Uh, especially women who are dominant behavior styles. Okay. Okay. And military women, law enforcement women. Okay, so Mm -hmm. what I say to them is, no, 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 no. You must bring your emotions with you. Mm -hmm. You just leave the drama at the door. Okay, that uh, that's an interesting subject because there might there there are people who challenge that about the emotional aspects, and I know. Mm You probably had some challenges. One of the things, uh, well, quickly before we go on break, mm-hmm. I want to know how do you assess or what feedback do you get from the people that you speak to from stage or if you're coaching that you have been successful in helping them become better? The, a lot of feedback that I get back is somebody's finally talking about it. That's the first thing I get. The second thing is, that is what I've always been feeling, and you gave voice to it. Okay. Those Great. are the two biggest pieces. What, um, I'm going to, we're going to take a quick break. I hate this. This is such a great conversation, but we got to take a break. So listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to be right back. And I'm going to give Terry Wilderman a great opportunity to speak to you. And so you can hear some of her words of wisdom when she's talking to her audiences to break out of their shells. So thank you. And we're going to be right back. So stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Looking for something new and exciting? It's finally here. Yes, introducing a new internet TV network. Transformation Success with founder, president, CEO, and Voice America radio talk show host, Dr. Barbara Young. So listeners, you can now see Dr. Young each week on her new show, The Total Woman, along with her co-hosts from around the globe. And there are several channel categories to engage you, such as financial, health and wellness, personal empowerment, music to inspire, inspiration and motivation, career, professional development, and did I mention dream connections? This is your personal invitation to view the Transformation Success TV Network each week on Fridays for your viewing pleasure at the voiceamerica.tv network. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Empowerment. 
This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello there, and welcome back. We just had a big break, but we're back with Terry Wilderman, who's going to share with you, and we're going to awaken those possibilities within you today. In this last segment of the show, I want to give Terry an opportunity. This woman has so much wisdom. She's done a lot in her life. Mostly, you know, what I'm so appreciative, she's done a lot working on Terry. And knowing who she is and knowing how to serve. And I think that's the most important thing. And getting rid of those boundaries that so many of us carry around with us, even still today. So I want to give this opportunity for Terry to share something with you that you can take away to transform your lives today. Break out of your shell. So take it away, Terry. You're going to speak to my listeners today with words of wisdom and advice. I give you Terry Wilderman. Thank you so much. I so appreciate this opportunity. Those of us who are leaders, and every single person in this audience is a leader because everyone is capable of acts of leadership. Even the person who is pushing the broom, who discovers a different way of pushing the broom to be more effective, is a leader. And the beauty of leaders who truly succeed is that they understand how critical it is to connect the brain and the head with the brain and the heart. Because when we connect both brains, we become on fire. We ignite. We see things through a different lens. We see things with different colors. We see things from a very practical perspective, but also much even bigger than that. When we begin to connect the brain and the head and the brain and the heart, our intuition comes as it's supposed to for each single one of us. It evolves differently within each of us. And when we honor that part of us and we are born with these gifts, when we honor that part of us and incorporate it with our skill sets, we create what I call an alchemy of tools. I use shiftology mm-hmm. tools. We can create powerful shifts because we can avoid knee-jerking at what is in front of us and take pause. When we breathe into our chest, when we breathe into our heart, connect these two brains powerfully, give ourselves pause Give ourselves room to breathe, even if it's just for a couple seconds. We allow that sixth sense of ours to evolve and give us the messages that we need that as leaders mm-hmm. is a guiding force that will, sh- that will move us towards success and guide our tribes with us. So when we can... Keep looking at things as failure. They're not failure. They're opportunities to learn what didn't work and then get back up again and keep going. The brain in the head and the brain in the heart, that coherence factor, that piece that allows us to sing and shine, allows us to bring those failures with us and transform it into what it is meant to be. But we need to allow it to happen. We need to trust, believe, and allow. Trust, believe, and allow. And when we trust, believe, and allow, and listen Mm -hmm. with everything that we are, our whole being, our answers come to us. I have found that when I work so hard, Mm -hmm. things become hard. But when I take a step back and breathe and step into flow, the answers come and things become easy. So when things are hard, it's your cue to take a step back. Breathe. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry, for that. You know, one of the things that I I really love about your work is that you've integrated the intuitive leadership, how to (laughs) de-stress, how Mm -hmm. to, I like your word, vanquish 
the time robbers. <laughs> mm. um, get rid of the vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> suck yes. life out. And how do you attract? You attract what you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the practical law of attraction. Who you are is what you attract. Yes. One of the things to, uh, I wanted to ask you, my dear, and thank you for sharing that with the listeners. I know they really appreciated and enjoyed those tidbits. What are the five specific words that you say that will improve how we communicate? It's five words we want to avoid. What are those five specific mm. words? <laughs> avoid, don't, not, don't, no, can't, and try. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're not saying I will try. We're not saying I can't. Mm-hmm. We're not saying no. And we're not saying don't. Is that it? Did I get them all? One, two, three. You sure did. And there's a bunch more. But those are the five key words. Okay. I love that. Um, I also like how you say zap the stress and shift the chaos. Do -hmm. you know how many people today are so stressed? They can't even relax. They can't even relax because the mind is still going. They're Mm -hmm. they're so hung up with the social media, the cell phone, you know, the Facebook, the Twitter. How do we de-stress, zap it and shift it? What do we need to do? Well, I have a gift for your audience. Am I allowed to share it? Yes, you are. Okay. There is a technique that I use called Mm -hmm. the quick shift technique, which is the foundation of all the chapters in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Enchanted Boardroom. And the Quick Shift technique, if, if they go to quickshiftzone.com, they can download it. It's my gift to your audience, the quickshiftzone.com. And there is a very short uh, exercise that mm-hmm. takes you into your body, into your chest area, into your heart, and allows you to decompress and you, in the very beginning, it takes a little bit more time, but the more you practice it, you can do it almost instantaneously. And it gets you out of your head and allows you to really see things as they are, not what you think they are. Mm-hmm. So it's wow. a quick shift zone, and it includes breathing. You breathe into your chest. Uh, I have I'm you breathing now. I'm breathing now. <laughs> okay, there you go. And put your hand on your chest if you like. I, I like calling the hand an air pump. Mm-hmm. And you just use the, your hand to guide the air in and out of your chest and relax. Just shift all of your attention to the, that area of your body and get very comfortable in your chair. Allow your chair to support you instead of you supporting your body. Allow the chair to do what it was meant to do. And when you relax like that and breathe deeply, you're oxygenating the body, you're decreasing your cortisol levels, you're increasing your DHEA levels, and you're allowing yourself to just step into a zone. And when you're in that zone, a lot of athletes experience it. They get into that natural high, and once you keep practicing this technique... Athlete, you can do what wow. happens with athletes and get into that athletic zone where all wow. of a sudden things become simple. Well, Terry, I've been doing it and now I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, it's quickshiftzone.com. Correct. And I began to do some of that, and thanks to my coach, Miss <laughs> Terry. <laughs> I just started doing those exercises, got comfortable in my chair. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I ho- I'm i so glad you can't see me because I got a little sleepy. <laughs> a little sleepy. But thank you for sharing that. Now, a tip on time management, because um, when we talk about vanish the time robbers in your book, The Enchanted Boardroom, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the... But some of these traditional time management programs, and I agree, they're they're often very linear. So, yeah, I, I, and everything doesn't work. I mean, you can't take one step and make it work for everyone. It doesn't because you've got different personalities and different individuals. So, exactly. share just a little bit about your time management. Uh, how do we vanquish the time robbers? Well, vanquishing the time robbers is about mm-hmm. identifying where you spend most of your time first. We look at that, and 
when we look at that, then we work backwards. It, it, you work with the end in mind. Where do you want to be? So if you want to be here, what are the things that are doing that are in your way of getting there? And everybody's a little bit differently. different. We each have the same 24 hours. It's what we do with that time that makes a difference to achieving our goals. And those of us who are, who are more... The ones who, to bring back the analogy from before, who color within the box, they mm-hmm. tend to like lists and, and linear type things, but they get mm-hmm. caught up in the minutia. Sometimes right. a lot of the minutia stuff gets in the way of their time and they feel they have to get mm-hmm. it all done. They don't. When we step into allowing, sometimes the universe takes care of a lot of the little minutia things if we mm-hmm. just get out of the way. And those of us who are pie in the sky, it's about bringing them down and they do need to get in the box a little bit. I mean, it, it's about, mm-hmm. you know, merging both in the mm-hmm. box and out of the box to be, it, it's like an amoeba, usually how, what I say. We're like an amoeba to be able to connect with what is in front of us in that moment. And those of us who are pie in the sky who are always out here, we have terrible time management skills. So when we look at what feels good to help us accomplish what we need to do. And there's so many different ways of doing it. I have several systems that I use based on the behavior styles. Then we keep working on that. And I do use, with everybody I, I coach, I have accountability software that we use. So I really keep their feet to the fire to change habits and create new habits. So it all is somewhat customized to the individual. Again, we have the same 24 hours. When we say we don't have time, okay, what are, what are you spending your time on? And that's the number one thing to look at. What are you spending your time on, and is it really helping you get to the goals and the end results that you're looking for? Terry, do, yes. do, my question is, we all have the tw- uh, same 24 hours. Yes. But, uh, and you talked about, you know, First of all, where do you want to be the end of the day? I'm so sorry if I, I, I was sort of listening so intensely um, to what you were saying. I wanted to know how you tie in the values to uh, time management because my belief system and I, is that people uh, put time in what they value. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. So how do you integrate that uh, in a sense, you know, of looking at their values. And, and maybe I'm, I'm not being clear, but I did a workshop at one time where I talked with leaders. And what I had them do is a 360 degree, well, a pie chart. Mm-hmm. And to talk, first of all, do their values. Give me your five top values. Right. Well, it's interesting. If you ask people that, most people are going to say, or they did, spirituality or God, uh, and they'll have career and health and family. And then when you really look at where they spend most of their time, it is not on God, spirituality. Right. It's not on family. It's on career and work. Yes. Yes, you are correct. So, so now when we start looking at career and work, at the end of the day, what you're saying is, we all have the 24 hours. Where do I want to be? Got it. Okay. At the end of the day. What do I want to accomplish by the end of the day? And then well, a lot what of what you're of talking things- about is work-life balance, and work-life balance is a myth. Work-life balance does not exist. And I just did my <laughs> TED Talk on that. Uh, it's actually, uh, my TED Talk is, do you really want to chase the mysteriously elusive work-life balance myth? And the thing to remember is that chasing work-life balance actually mm-hmm. creates more stress. Okay. And this lends to what it is you're talking about. Because when we chase work-life balance and we see everybody else's lives, we look at somebody else and like, oh, it seems like they have it all together. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody who has achieved work-life balance. And that includes the people who are retired. People who are retired, as I said in my talk, they don't count. They just do what it is they need to do. This is about work-life balance. And my, where I take people in my talk is life harmony. Okay. Life harmony. Because when you think of a balance or a scale, okay, mm-hmm. scales of justice, mm-hmm. 
What happens when both scales are balanced? What do you see? Equal. <laughs> okay, they're equal. You see a balance, yeah. It's equally okay, but balanced. What else do you see? What else uh, do you with feel? Both? What else are you noticing? No change, nothing. Exactly. And is that life? No. Exactly. Life changes every day. Exactly. So that's why work-life balance is such a joke. (laughs) I love the way you put that. I had changed it around some time ago and called it life work harmony. No, it's life harmony. So in, in my talk, what I present is that work, what we've given our career and we've given work a whole different, you know, we've made it separate from ourselves when, in fact, it's a part of our whole life. And when we integrate work and understand what work actually is, because everything we do is work. Mm -hmm. When we garden, it works. When we're out in the sports field, it works. When we're working on our cars, it works. When we go shopping for clothes, it's work. When we go shopping to, you know, when we do everything. So we've given work this negative energy when in fact Terry yes I am so sorry but we have got to close the show today I gotta have you back on the show one last word I want to say uh, to my listeners out there this dynamite woman you have got to get her book which has just come out and Terry really quickly where can they get your book in the enchanted boardroom Mm -hmm. hurry up where where can they get it they can get it at amazon.com Amazon.com, The Enchanted Boardroom. She also has another book that's coming out called Unlock the Power Within You. Unlock the Power on You. I like that. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank you, Terry. We did not have a chance to get to everything, but your points were so on target. And I really, really want to thank the listeners for listening today. The woman who has become the master of the intuitive leadership. And Terry, I want to thank you so much. For being and on thank the show you. today. I have enjoyed you, and I know the listeners have enjoyed you. So I want you listeners to stay tuned for another show next Tuesday where I'll be back. Dr. Young, Transformation for Success. And yes, we're going to get Terry Wilderman back on the show. So stay well, be healthy, and be forever transformed. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 